Howdy! This is Zephyr, and welcome to Episode 5 of our Therian Talks, the Therian Guide podcast that aims to bring some of our forum discussions and general information about Therianthropy into an audio format. Alright, so today we have with us Elanox, the Wolf and Otter moderator, who's a rider and a scuba diver, and myself, Zephyr Nazumi, the big fluffy derpy tiger as the show host. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'd like to start by saying that my username is actually pronounced Elinox. Uh, I've been asked about it a couple of times, and since it's a unique name, thought it might be helpful for uh, people to actually hear me pronounce it. Uh, or you can also just call me Eli. All right. Thank you, and welcome to this discussion, Eli. Uh, today we'll be discussing the relationship between paganism and some of its subsets and therianthropy, as suggested by Eli on the Therian Guide forums. I'll also be touching a few related subjects that were suggested by other users as we go along. Eli is, as mentioned, a moderator on the Therian Guide forums, as well as on the wear list, and is an administrator in the inactive Otherkin Phenomenon website. As with the Christianity and Therianthropy episode, we'd like to preface this by saying that this discussion includes our opinions and experiences on the subject, and is not by any means intended to serve as a representation for all pagan views or experiences. This is a personal and subjective topic, so we also request that you consider that when you offer feedback on it, just take that in mind. I'd also like to preface this with the fact that I don't know everything and that I still myself am learning. Uh, I wanna share my experiences, but things I say should be understood to be my own experiences and from my perspective. They're not universal truths and therefore your mileage may vary. <laughs> All right, before we really begin to dig into things, uh, what are some things you would like for us to know about your personal spiritual experience, kind of to set the stage for some of the topics to come? I consider myself to be an eclectic Wiccan, but I draw my beliefs and practices from things like animism, totemism, druidry, and Wicca mixed together and generally use what seems to work best for me in any specific given situation. So how did you arrive at Wiccan or paganism and what's the difference between the two? Well, Wicca is a subtype of paganism, a specific flavor, if you will, sort of like how Catholics and Protestants are both uh, subtypes of Christianity, but they both have slightly different uh, feelings and approaches to their teachings. So did you always consider yourself a Wiccan or a pagan? Uh, maybe give us a little more about your spirituality. I was raised as a Christian in a UCC church. That's a United Church of Christ. My parents took me to church and I attended Sunday school, although we never really went on a regular basis throughout my childhood. Uh, I was baptized as an infant and then later in my life I went through confirmation class and uh, was made an official member of the church when I was in, I think, about my late teens. Um, confirmation class is similar to the Catholic version of catechism. So we used to go to church as a family uh, when I was going through confirmation class and then again when my sister went through it too. Um, However, I remember when I was younger and had to go to Sunday school that my parents, they'd often drop me off for it, but then afterwards they'd take us all home uh, rather than going to the church service itself. So we would go to church, although not regularly, and I never really enjoyed it. I found it boring and couldn't really connect with the sermons or the messages. So your parents were Christian. Uh, what did you make of Christianity? Yes, my parents are Christians. Uh, Christianity, like any religion, has good basic principles. Its teachings and tenets work for a lot of people. Um, but for myself, a lot of the church's teachings that I'm familiar with, uh, I didn't really like or feel comfortable with. Uh, things uh, like the idea of where women fit in to a patriarchal society, uh, the LBGT plus community, uh, non-human animals not having souls, human beings being the center of the universe, that, those sorts of things. 
this stuff could have just simply been ideas that were taught in the church that I attended and not universal to Christianity as a whole. But I have found them fairly common uh, across various Christian churches I've visited over the years. Um, that being said, I've never really felt like I fit in with a church or with most things related to Christianity. I, I don't feel that connection that a lot of Christians I know do. Uh, and I always sort of felt like I was on the outside looking in and like there was some sort of big secret that I was just never a part of in Christianity. Uh, nothing really felt familiar or welcoming to me, just, just sort of polite and professional. So with that kind of disconnect, you began exploring other religions. Uh, as I became aware of my kin identity, I also began to explore other religions. Uh, for reference, I reawakened when I was about 19 years old, so that's a bit later than, than that seems average nowadays. Um, I explored various religions at first because I was simply curious, and then more in-depth because I found world religions fascinating. Um, I've always felt uh, magic around me in nature, with animals, even in other people. So, uh, of course, I was drawn more to nature-based religions since I didn't agree with everything uh, within the Christian faith. Uh, so I bought books on Wicca and began to practice uh, small rituals and magic. Nothing major and uh, always with the idea that I was still a Christian because I found it difficult uh, with the Christianity and Wicca seemed to conflict, at least from a Christian perspective. Um, I had been raised as a Christian, and they didn't practice magic or believe in more than one God. Uh, I was confused because a lot of the teachings in Wicca seemed to make sense to me, but I couldn't seem to overcome my earlier teachings from the Christian church. Uh, I never had a teacher to follow with Wicca like I had with Christianity, so perhaps that was you know, part of my problem with the, the disconnect. Um, but in my search uh, to find a religion that fit me, I reached researched various types of paganism from Norse heathenry to Celtic reconstructionism to ancient Egyptian to animism to druidry. Nothing really felt like 100% right, but I agreed with and felt connected to a lot of the different types of paganism. Uh, the more relaxed flow and uh, the focus on learning things for yourself and doing things that work the best for you uh, were things that were, were really interesting to me. Uh, so after years of trying to not be a pagan, while actually believing in a lot of pagan teachings, I eventually dedicated myself to Wicca, uh, since that seemed to be the closest fit for what I believe in. But I ended up mixing in a various other things from other pagan practices, from animism, druidry, and Wicca being the big ones. So on to other things. There are various spiritual explanations for therianthropy. Uh, which of those do you think describes your experience the closest, and how specifically are your therianthropy and spirituality linked in that kind of regard? Uh, years ago, one of the more common explanations for therianthropy was past lives due to reincarnation. Uh, nowadays, the most common explanation seems to be psychological rather than spiritual, but uh, that's for another discussion. Uh, when I reawakened, I had no idea how I was a wolf in a human body. Uh, so I simply assumed I had just gotten the wrong soul. I used to explain it to people like this. Imagine sort of a cosmic assembly line uh, and souls are being placed into their appropriate bodies, human to human, dog to dog, etc. Well, for some reason that I have no idea how to explain, a wolf soul was simply put into my human body. But to be honest, the how and why isn't all that important to me. It's really just the experience that I like to focus on. So when I was new to theory anthropy, the idea of reincarnation was confusing, and it still is. Hmm. Uh, and because it was a Christian, I, I didn't really follow it. Uh, I accepted it of others, of course, but I didn't think I had been a wolf in a past life, just because it was too confusing. Now, though, partly because I'm no longer a Christian and partly because I've thought about it a little bit more, I do believe I had at least one life 
past life as a wolf. Uh, I don't really put much stock into it, though, um, as I still believe that I simply just have the soul of a wolf. Right. On a similar note, what would you like to share in regard to animal allies of a spiritual nature that aren't necessarily part of oneself? Uh, spirit guides, totems, things along those lines. Um, so, like, what kind of relationships do you have in that regard? Uh, also, it seems that some people who are new to the concept of therianthropy sometimes confuse the concepts of guides, tulpas, and the likes as their actual stereotypes. Uh, so, do you have any advice to offer to those who are still in exploration mode to maybe help that process become a little easier for them? Well, totems, animal spirits, tulpas, demons, etc., they may seem similar, but they're actually different concepts. Totems and animal spirits, they're probably the most similar, and then a totem uh, is a representative of a species as a whole. Animal spirits, similarly, uh, are like individual representatives of that totem. So you'd have dog the totem with a capitalized D, and then perhaps maybe work specifically with a beagle uh, as a representative of dog the totem. Uh, or you could simply work with the idea of dog as a whole and what that might mean to you. Uh, associations with things like loyalty, obedience, and silliness uh, are often dog traits uh, for spirit guides. But both totems and animal spirits fall under the category of animism. On the flip side, a tulpa is an intentionally uh, created mental construct, sort of like inventing a, a conscious persona that you could talk to in your head. Uh, it's my understanding that tulpas are like an imaginary friend that you can you can talk to them, you can bounce ideas off of them, you ask them for advice, uh, but all within your own mind. It's not actually a separate entity, but rather just an extension of, of your own consciousness. Right. And similarly to that, demons are like tulpas in that you intentionally create a, uh, a useful thought form to sort of work through your ideas and problems with. Uh, demons, as a lot of people are, are aware, were made famous uh, as being an external entity, though, like totems. In uh, Philip Pullman's trilogy, His Dark Materials, I think there was a movie uh, a couple years ago, uh, where they actually appeared as a, a physical animal alongside their human counterparts. But totems and demons aren't the same thing. Tulpas and demons uh, are, are internal mental constructs, so you create them. Uh, whereas totems and animal spirit guides are external entities. And depending on who you ask, you can have either one totem for life, um, or you can have more than one that, that can change depending on where you are at your life's journey. Um, I tend to believe that totems uh, can come into your life to teach you a lesson, uh, so you could have more than one throughout your entire life unless you reach out to specific ones. Uh, for example, um, I've worked with several different animal guides, including uh, bottlenose dolphin, Orca, Railtailed Hawk, uh, River Otter, and Garden Spider, and more about Garden Spider later. Yet I think, uh, for me, a long-term guide, which could possibly be a life totem, uh, would be Lion, as that species has been with me uh, throughout my life in a lot of different ways. Um, I was exposed to various lions as a kid, from a couple of documentaries like uh, the movie Born Free, uh, to The Lion King, and of course the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I've also worked with Hecate, uh, Bastet, and Sekhmet, um, which are all deities associated very strongly with lions. So uh, I also uh, wear a lion pendant as a sort of good luck charm um, and because I feel that it kind of grants me uh, courage because lions tend to symbolize courage, bravery, uh, and strength. Um, and with lion the totem being around me so much, uh, it's actually, I've always been surprised that I never really looked into being a lion theorian, although I did consider it for a short time. Right. Uh, that said, animal spirits and totems, they're not the same thing as theory anthropy. 
Theory entropy is what you are inside. Whereas totems uh, and external forces, they're, they're independent from you and your identity. So many Therians have totems uh, that, that are actually completely different species than, than what they identify as. So if you found and worked with totems, that doesn't automatically mean you happen to be that exact same species. Uh, however, there are some Therians who do work with the same species as their animal guide, but it's, it's definitely not necessary for the two groups to be one and the same. So if you're new to the idea of theory anthropy uh, and have yet to figure out uh, what animal you are, it, it can be helpful to reach out to a totem or animal spirit directly to maybe try to learn more about yourself. Uh, but as a, as a caveat, meditation does take practice and, and really to get the most honest answer, it's, it's really recommended that you repeat the process many times before you come to any one conclusion. And as a warning, uh, take what you learn in any meditation or in working with a totem with, with a grain of salt. Uh, you need to obviously make sure you do your research into the species itself and to uh, pay attention to your own habits and behaviors before, before coming to any uh, absolute conclusions. Uh, identity is a learning process and it takes time. So there's an interesting contrast to traditional totems. What is your interpretation of shadow work or one's shadow? Could one stereotype be seen as an aspect or whole of their shadow? And if not, what kind of insights do you have that could parallel into theory anthropology? those who feel that, that spiritual imbalance or maybe in other, other kinds of levels? Well, shadow work in this sense is in regards to uh, shadow totems, which is a totem or an animal spirit that would embody something that you fear or, or could actually be an animal that you feel or, or strongly dislike. Uh, common shadow totems for a lot of people seem to be things like bugs and spiders, snakes or sharks. Uh, now, I've had a few experiences with what I would assume is a shadow totem, uh, spider. Um, I've had the occasional dream that involved them, and I've also had a couple of nerve-wracking experiences with them in my day-to-day -day life. Uh, but I have reached out to Garden Spider specifically uh, to help me find inspiration and motivation to finish a, a, one of my novels years ago. So when I did so, uh, when I reached out to Garden Spider, I was nervous because of working with spiders. Uh, I, so I tried to remain calm, and uh, the advice that I received from her was actually helpful and ultimately uh, helped me to be productive and finish the novel I, I wanted to finish, uh, which is very uh, coincidentally, Garden Spider is also known as the writing spider. Hmm. So since my experience with spider as a shadow totem, uh, I've, I've tried very hard to respect and leave spiders uh, that I encounter alone. Like if they're outside, or someplace other than in my house, I, I leave them alone. Um, but if they're in my house, uh, they've been warned. <laughs> uh, sure so while I'm not afraid of spiders per se, I'm not really a big fan of them either. So I think for some people, uh, working with shadow totems might help them to better understand their own theriotype uh, if they're not entirely comfortable identifying as an animal. Um, if, you feel, if you don't feel like you're connecting with your kin type, Maybe reaching out to the totem that represents that species might be helpful. Uh, for example, like if you don't like identifying as a shark, uh, perhaps reach out to Shark the Totem to see if you maybe have a fear of the water or a fear of shark attacks. Um, oftentimes, there's a reasonable explanation for why we don't like something or why we're actually afraid of it. So if you're uncomfortable identifying as something, um, perhaps there's a reason why that you could maybe look into. The totem itself may be able to help you work through your fears. But if you already like what you identify as, I, I don't really think working with a shadow totem would uh, necessarily be helpful uh, for working through your fears or difficulties that you might be facing. So it kind of touched this in a sense already, but do you believe that 
theory anthropy allows for you to act as a guide for others like does this does it foster a sense of obligation to support or is it more like the opposite uh not really <laughs> i've reached out to totems uh and i've had them appear in my life to help me on my own personal journey uh, and i hope this chat answers some questions folks on uh, tg might have uh, regarding what i believe and practice and what totems and uh, animal spirits are in general I have heard, though, that Wolf the Totem is a teacher of sorts. Um, now, I don't see myself in that role. I like sharing my experiences, but I don't really feel called to just kind of put myself out there. Um, although years ago, I did uh, write a lot of essays on various theory and topics in the hopes that it would help others. <laughs> and what are some tools that you've gained through paganism, aside from animal medicine, that you feel may be useful in relating to your theory anthropy or to the world at large? I like to think that uh, because I'm a pagan and a Therian, that, that I seem to have a better and stronger appreciation of the natural world. Uh, I already uh, loved and respected nature before I came to Wicca, so that didn't really change a whole lot. But being both a pagan and having a non-human animal soul, that makes me feel closer to nature than I think most humans are. It gives me a different perspective. And as a wolf Therian, I feel called to try to protect that species specifically through things like charity and, and awareness. So how does your religion affect your day-to-day -day life? Uh, well, we could also ask, how does religion affect a Lutheran or a Buddhist, too? It doesn't, really. It's just kind of there. Uh, I mean, I try to be a good person because I want to be a good person. Well, that and I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I believe in various deities or that animals have souls doesn't make me a bad person. It just makes me look at the world a little differently than perhaps a Jew or Muslim might. So I don't see the world as so human-centric. I see it uh, as more interconnected with nature that we're all a part of it. Right. So do you feel like there's any conflict between your religion and therianthropy? I don't see any reason why Wicca or even why most types of paganism that I'm familiar with uh, would be in confliction with therianthropy. Um, in college, when I started researching into Earth-based religions, I was immediately drawn to the concept that non-human animals are essential to their ecosystems, that we're all interconnected. Uh, the push in monotheistic religions that humans are the center of it all just never really sat well with me. Uh, many types of paganism, Wicca included, holds that all life, not just human, is sacred. And many pagans try to be conscientious regarding the environment as a result. Uh, there's a stereotype that all pagans are tree-loving hippies, but the group as a whole does tend to have a propensity for a relaxed, we're all connected sort of attitude. Uh, one of the most basic principles in Wicca is that you, you can do what you like as long as you're not hurting anyone. Um, plus, there's a lot of animal symbolism in pagan religions. The animal-headed deities of Egypt are the, one of the big examples people are familiar with. Plus, uh, there are various pagan religions that have animal companions associated with their deities. Uh, animals were, were used as offerings. They were worshipped outright. Uh, they were sought out for advice as prophets, etc. Even Christianity has its animal symbols, the dove and the lamb being the two big ones. So I think that many Therians uh, feel called to practice a religion that works um, closely with their theorianthropies. And since paganism is so focused on nature and the earth and all of its creatures, uh, it seems like a natural fit uh, for a Therian to me. Makes sense. Um, a topic that we touched earlier, many younger Therians do turn to meditation as a form of coming into connection with their inner self, uh, discovering their stereotype, for example. Uh, what are your views on meditation? Members who are new and unfamiliar with meditating consider if they choose to use it as a tool for exploration. 
This is a really personal topic, uh, but I'd like to try to share it anyway. Uh, I realize it, it may make me sound fluffy, um, but it, it was an important step in my personal theory and journey, uh, and it does actually relate to my, my paganism. So uh, when I first started exploring my spirituality, I learned about meditation and how it could aid uh, in, in things like self-discovery. So being new to paganism, uh, and because I felt non-human in my soul for, for some reason, I'd never been able to explain before, I meditated uh, and asked for answers to my specific questions. Um, so the answer that I got came in the form of a wolf spirit animal. Uh, upon meeting Wolf the Totem, uh, I actually did experience that spark of recognition, and that's when I knew that I was a wolf. Uh, sort of like uh, looking in the mirror, you recognize yourself. So I was one of those people that I really did experience that light bulb moment for my reawakening. Um, and after that initial shocking moment, <laughs> I repeated the meditation uh, many more times because I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a fluke or wishful thinking on my part. Um, and every time I came to the same conclusion that, that I have the soul of a wolf. So I've, I've used meditation as a way for me to explore my wolf identity uh, and to feel more wolf-like, uh, like with astral shifting. And it's also connected me more with paganism since it's often used uh, as a tool there. Um, however, meditation takes practice uh, and it shouldn't be the only thing used to determine someone's kin type. So if you want to meditate to determine your species, uh, it takes doing it repeatedly along with other you know, forms of research to narrow it down. Uh, the first answer you receive isn't always going to be the right one. So I wouldn't use meditation alone to figure out if you're kin or not, or even what species you are. I'm going to piggyback on that with a little bit of my perspective. Um, I agree that meditation is a very useful practice in general, uh, but it's very easy for the process to be manipulated, even if it's done cautiously. Um, Sometimes you may see what you want, not what you need, and things like the power of suggestion are very real. Um, and sometimes people may immerse themselves around research of a particular species and then go through attempted meditation, and of course that's the creature that they're going to see. Um, sometimes the way that you do things could lead to a false positive. Uh, determining one species isn't something that should be expected through some kind of quick exercise, uh, and there's no reason to rush it either. Uh, it's always best to approach these things with an honest and open mind. And with that, thank you, Eli Knox, for talking with us today. I would like to draw your attention to the excellent YouTube series that uh, Wolf Daughter made on the subject of meditation. Uh, there is a thread on the Therian Guide forums with a transcript of the video, and the link for this will be in our description. Uh, there are also a few resources on totems. We will give the link locations for these as well. Um, it's uh, www.wildspeak.com and www.thegreenwolf.com. Again, we'll offer these links in uh, comments. And as always, uh, we would like additional topics for these interviews. So if you haven't yet, please check out the thread called Interviews, What Kinds of Things Should We Discuss? It's located in the Therian polling area of our forums under the Therianthropy board, and make sure to submit your ideas for future topics.